You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, yoga teacher. Welcome to part two of the series, How to Make More Money Teaching Yoga. In part one, I shared my advice for fledgling or newer teachers, and I advised them to separate teaching yoga from earning a living for somewhere between two to six years until they've developed a certain level of confidence in their teaching. As an experienced teacher, you've likely left the phase of complete overwhelm and massive insecurity behind. You might still go through moments of feeling afraid or insecure, but for the most part, you have a sense of, I'm a damn good teacher. You've started to develop a sense of your own style, a voice that's authentic to you. You're still learning voraciously, but you find that the learning no longer feels overwhelming. The puzzle pieces are starting to fit together, and most of the trainings you take include lots of concepts you already know. Maybe you're already teaching full-time, or you're thinking about transitioning from part-time teaching to full-time teaching. This is the phase where I highly recommend you get at least a little bit of training in business. So as an experienced yoga teacher with a modest but healthy following of students, how can you earn more to either reduce the amount of stress in your life or justify the transition to full-time teaching? The first thing I advise for teachers in this phase is start getting more choosy about the classes you'll teach and sub. Hopefully during the fledgling phase, you subbed as many classes as your schedule would allow. And of course, now you can still sub as much as you want. If there are certain classes you know pay well or put you in front of a lot of new faces, it can still be worthwhile depending on your situation. But it's also important to begin setting boundaries around how you spend your time. So you might decide on a minimum hourly rate. I have a minimum hourly rate calculator on my website, and I'll pop a link to that in the show notes. The calculator is designed to give you a starting point. Remember that a minimum hourly rate is a minimum. It's not your published hourly rate, which will likely be higher. The minimum, though, is a really helpful starting point to help you evaluate different opportunities. In addition to setting boundaries around subbing, it's also a good time to evaluate your regular schedule and make some choices. It's really helpful for optimizing your time and energy to group similar tasks together. And when you have more time and energy, then over the long run, you'll almost certainly be able to earn more money. For instance, if you're teaching seven days a week, that is not sustainable long-term. If your class schedule is scattered all over the week at different times, it's going to leave your brain in a state of confusion and always having to adapt to these different circumstances. Many people who are drawn to yoga feel like free spirits and might not be naturally drawn towards routines. However, I've come to believe that structure and routines are essential containers for a sustainable career as a yoga teacher. Chances are, if your teaching schedule is all over the place, it's probably because you're working around other people's priorities. This could be studio owners, gyms, other employers. Sometimes it's days and times that your students have requested. Sometimes you're a parent and it's centered around when you have childcare. 
Now you don't have to make drastic shifts all at once, but it would be really useful to decide what your ideal week looks like. This means you can map out a schedule for yourself. What would your week look like if you could wave a magic wand and create any schedule you wanted? Once you have that ideal week mapped out, you can start making decisions to bring your real life week more in alignment with that ideal week. So that means that you're going to be balancing other people's priorities with your own priorities. Remember, a perfect week is probably not ever going to happen. So the idea with creating this vision for your week is not that you're creating something realistic, and it's also not that you're going to beat yourself up because you don't achieve it. You're not going to achieve it. Instead, this vision for your week is a compass to guide your decision-making in the future. As you have new opportunities for classes, you can measure them against this ideal week. Earlier, I mentioned grouping like tasks together. So that means as you set up this vision for your week, you want to separate out as much as possible your teaching from your admin time and your creative work of maybe planning your classes and planning any other content you create for your business. Think of certain days as your teaching days where you get to really focus on showing up fully for your students and other days as more admin days where you'll do strategic planning, continuing education, maybe marketing. How you separate these out really depends on what other responsibilities you're trying to work around. If you don't have children and you don't have a different job, then you might teach four days a week and do admin two or three days a week. If you do have a different job or children or both, then you might be teaching somewhere between one to three days a week and doing one to two days of admin a week, depending again on your specific circumstances. Once you implement these strategies, you'll hopefully have more energy and more creativity. The next step to earning more teaching yoga is to start expecting more commitment from your students. This might be by offering pre-registered series instead of dropping classes, or perhaps offering incentives to have them sign up for a series of private sessions at once, a package instead of a single private session at a time. Of course, if your students are used to dropping classes, it may take some time to transition their expectations into making a bigger commitment to their practice. You could potentially see a temporary dip in your income, and I want to encourage you not to feel afraid if you see a decrease. It's important as you do this, not only to believe in the value of what you offer, but also the value of commitment itself. This transition benefits your students as much as it benefits you. Helping and encouraging your yoga students to commit to their own practice is a huge gift to them. So even if it takes some time to get your current students used to the idea or to start attracting people who mesh with this new way of doing things, it's worth it and you can do it a little bit at a time. The next place to look when it comes to making more money as an experienced yoga teacher is raising your rates. Okay, this might seem kind of obvious, but when was the last time you raised your prices? If you haven't raised them in the last year, then do a quick calculation about how much more you could earn if you raised your prices by just 10 or 20%. 
depending on how much you work for others versus how much you work for yourself and have control over your rates, that could be 20% more income. If you're currently making 10,000 a year with your teaching, think about the impact that $2,000 would have, especially since you're doing the same amount of work. If you're worried that your students will rebel or not take this well, please remember that we are right now in a period of massive inflation and everything is more expensive right now. If your students tell you that you shouldn't raise your rates, they're basically saying you should subsidize their desire to take yoga classes. Some of your students will pay your new rates graciously, probably most of them will, and there might be a few that grumble. You can definitely listen to any thoughts and feedback with compassion, but I encourage you to stick to your decision because you need to earn more money as a yoga teacher this year than you did last year. In addition to everything I've mentioned so far, another way to make more money is to add more workshops or special events to your calendar. Now, if you're already doing as many events as you can manage or want to manage, then think about optimizing your offerings. If you haven't yet offered a workshop or you haven't offered a workshop recently, I highly recommend it. It's super fun, it's rewarding, and it can be quite lucrative. If you're wondering about some of the benefits of teaching workshops or perhaps the difference between workshops and classes and how to frame them against each other, I have a podcast episode for that. Listen to the episode, The Difference Between Classes and Workshops. You can Google that with the Yoga Teacher resource, or I will also put the link in the show notes. In addition to that podcast episode, I also have an on-demand online course all about how to plan, promote, and produce high-quality yoga workshops. The course is priced so that you're able to easily pay back what you invest in the course by teaching just one workshop. If you want to learn more about it, go to helloyogateacher.com slash wow, helloyogateacher.com slash W-O-W. Of course, you can always also find the link in the show notes. For those of you who have taught workshops and you enjoy it, you might wonder what I mean by optimizing them. The simplest way to describe it is to apply a business perspective to your workshops. If you're teaching your workshops just for fun and you want to keep it at that, great. But if you are listening to this episode called How to Make More Money Teaching Yoga, so it tells me that you could benefit from applying a business perspective to some of the things you offer. To apply a business perspective to the production of your workshops means that you'll analyze all the different components. For example, how much are you paying to rent the space or how much of a cut are you getting from the studio? How much are you making per student? Would it make sense to raise the co- the price of the workshop? You'll also analyze the success of different workshops that you offer or have offered. You might also offer the same workshop at different times of year and see what the results are. And by gathering this kind of information, And by analyzing it and really seeing what lessons it has to offer you, you'll find ways to tweak or rework the structure of your workshops. I'm a huge fan of gathering this kind of information, this data, because it provides neutral, a neutral perspective to complement your intuition. What I mean by this is that the data doesn't have an opinion. It's just information. However, as you gather the data, as you 
look at the data, you will start to see patterns. And through those patterns, you'll start to form your own opinions that might be different from what you intuitively expected to find. So that's really powerful. At the same time, since data doesn't have an opinion, it's not designed to override any strong intuition that you have. It's just there to support your intuition. So for example, if you already had a sense that it was maybe time to let go of a certain class or a certain way of doing things, and then the data you collect supports that intuition, it's much easier to follow. If you're interested in learning more about this kind of thing, consider enrolling in Flight School, my business strategy course for yoga teachers. If Flight School is open for enrollment while you're listening to this episode, then chances are you've probably already heard an ad or two for it. It is open when this episode first releases, but if you're listening later and you want to get on the waitlist, you can use the same link as you would to join, which is helloyogateacher.com slash join. As an experienced yoga teacher, the next thing to consider if you're looking to earn more through your teaching is, what's my specialty? People will pay more for specialized trainings and specialized classes than they will for general classes and trainings. Now, if you worry that you'll lose people by specializing, feel free to experiment, pay attention to the data, and do this a little bit at a time. Do this as an experiment. You don't have to do it all at once. As an experienced yoga teacher, you probably already do have some sense about what makes you different, some ideas about what areas of yoga you're really passionate about and which ones are just not for you. At this phase of teaching, it's time to learn how to talk about your specialty in a way that features the value of what you provide. Basically, you need to learn how to take the perspective of the people that you're trying to help and talk to them in language that they really will connect to and feel seen and heard by. If you're not sure how to do that, it's another skill that will be covered in flight school or any high quality business strategy course. If you lean into what makes you different and you learn how to talk about it in a way that makes sense for the people you're trying to help, you can more easily fill your classes, your workshops, and your events. And ultimately this will help you make more money teaching the same amount of time. All right, to close this episode out, I want to recap the advice for experienced teachers who want to make more money teaching yoga. One, start to set more boundaries around subbing and teaching. Two, create a vision for your ideal week and make decisions that will move you in that direction when you can. Three, group like tasks with like as much as possible to avoid wasting energy through task switching. Four, consider raising your prices. Five, add a few special events to your calendar or optimize the ones you already teach. Six, lean into whatever it is you specialize in, what makes you unique. Seven, learn how to talk about what you do in a way that centers the perspective and desires of the people you want to help. If you work on all seven of these steps, or even just a few of them, I'm confident that you can increase your income, your energy, and your impact as an experienced yoga teacher. 
If you enjoy learning from me and you want to learn more about some of the concepts that I've shared in this episode, including how to gather and analyze data, how to optimize your time, and how to talk about what you do in a way that highlights the value, I hope you'll get on the wait list or sign up for flight school. And just a quick reminder before I sign off that making money teaching yoga is a little bit of a paradox. If you're listening to this episode, chances are pretty high that you are what would be called a householder practitioner, meaning you haven't renounced all your possessions or taken vows of chastity or poverty to focus entirely on your inner experience. Instead, a great deal of your practice is lived out in the material world. And that means that you're living a paradox yourself, where one part of you is devoted to understanding that you're already whole, while another part of you is taking actions to grow and achieve. For me, This is actually part of what makes having and running a yoga business really interesting. These two sides of ourselves get to balance each other out. At the same time, it's key to not let the quest for achievement, in any sense of the word, override the commitment to remembering the truth of who we are. Because that's where the external forces of culture are going to lead us. So as you start treating your teaching as more of a business, Recommit to your personal practice and use that as the touch point for all the decisions you make in your business. Okay, I hope this was helpful for you as an experienced teacher to get a sense of how to make more money teaching yoga. And if you're already doing most of these things and you also feel pretty clear on your specialty or your niche, then you'll probably want to listen to part three of this series as well. You can also listen just to get a sense of what might be ahead for you. As always, thank you so much for listening. And thank you for caring enough to teach yoga.